Let's see. So we're waiting until I see the little live light come on. Okay, I've got a green light. I think that means we're live. Get those nerds! Nerds! <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's a simple pleasure. Uh, I hope you saw our little bumper where it yells at you to get those nerds. We are the Bid Nerds. Welcome, everyone. This is a Thursday edition of Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day, on cars and bids and bring a trailer. My name is John Pollock. I'm coming to you live like we do every single day of the week from Las Vegas, Nevada, along with my partner, Michael Deeb, who is coming to you live from San Francisco Bay. Here we are. We're here to talk about cars with you people because mm-hmm. that's what we do on a daily basis. What's up, Michael Deep? How you doing out there in San Francisco? Morning, JP. It's a great day to be alive. Cheers. <laughs> I got my uh, got my coffee cup. I'm waking up a little bit here with everyone and uh, excited to talk about cars. Sounds like you got a puppy dog walking around in the background there. Oh yeah, that's right. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, the dogs the dogs are off to the park, so uh, oh, can have they're going to have Daddy- a good time. Daddy can have the home studio to himself. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my little dog who's next to me is kind of pissed off at me from last night because we went out and had dinner and she didn't get to go. She wasn't oh, she didn't no. happen. Um, so anyways, here it is. So uh, bid nerds, the daily, yeah, we're the daily nerd out on the most interesting cars. Like, like cars and bids, bring a trailer, uh, Hemmings auction if they have any cars, P-Car Market, uh, yep. whoever, whatever auction site happens soon, to pop up. Soon to be rad for sale. Yeah, next. Next yeah. week, Rad for Sale. Exactly. <laughs> We're very excited to see what they come up with. Um, yep. But uh, we we talk about our top five picks of the day on all these uh, on all these websites, uh, and we we make some predictions and we, we say, okay, here's the deal on this car or that car, and why we think it's something uh, interesting or special. And then we go ahead and say, here's what we think it's going to hammer for, and we keep track of those numbers. And the first thing we do on every episode is talk about yesterday's predictions and see <laughs> how close we were. Or in most cases, we're not because don't listen to us. We clearly don't know what we're talking about. We have a very clear track record on not knowing what we're talking about. You can watch all of our uh, hundreds of episodes uh, previous to this one go, yeah, yeah, those guys really don't know what they're talking about. But uh, we do have the conversation anyway, and we want you to join us. So thanks for being around. And by the way, hit that subscribe button, share, yeah. like, notifications, all the things that the kids tell you to do. Uh, yep. Deeb, what happened with yesterday's cars? So first quick shout out to and Mark, who's watching us live this morning, which mm. is great. It's nice to see uh, Mark uh, finally joining the modern age and watching us live on YouTube. What's um, up, cousin Mark? We uh, we actually did really well yesterday, except mm. one car, JP, and it's it's going to be the one that you least expect. We we kind of both got crushed on it, but uh, mm. our star car of the day yesterday was what was it exactly? The um, the C two coupe, right? The nine nine three on P car market. Um, this was just a, a no-nonsense, nice little just driver-quality car. Look at that thing. Silver, yeah. rear-wheel drive. Uh, it's not an S, but it is a coupe. It is a manual. Uh, have motor sound package. Um, our buddy Frank Collins knows how to uh, open something up inside the like the airbox or the exhaust for the motor sound package cars. So without having to run off to like fab speed, you can make those cars sound really good, and it's still the stock exhaust. I don't know what that hack was because – I never bought a 993 with motor sound package while I was working with him, but I've always been curious to have that done. And it just, I've heard one done and they sound really good. Anyways, 
enough fawning over this car. JP, I thought the thing would bring 60. You said 62. This car did really well on P-Car Market. Everybody in the office, uh, get, stand up, give yourselves a, a round of applause. This car brought $66,500 and sold at that price. JP, you got that win. Um, how nice a deal was that? That's still... It's not even seventy grand. That's that's a, still seems like a great value. Yeah, I mean it's think? a seventy thousand mile car, so this is a perfect driver. It seems like that's about the going rate for right? for coupes. I mean, uh, our friend John Ortiz bought a uh, uh, he a bought a C four yeah, yeah. coupe, uh, and I believe that was a ninety six, and that was I don't know six months ago or something like that, and he paid sixty something for it, and I thought he was crazy. I didn't think he yeah. was crazy, but I was just like, wow, the market really is getting nuts on these. He's only had forty something mm. thousand miles though, right? C four, so. This this one, yes, more miles, but a C2, argue, way, definitely a way better car um, right. and from you would a driver think that, point of view. Yeah, you would think you'd get a premium if, if and when this guy decides to sell it, that it would that there's a quantifiable premium for a two over a four. Yeah. You know, they're not, like they always say, it's a cliche, but they're not making them anymore. So this car, no, clean true. ones, yeah. you could drive, he could probably continue to drive this for the next, you know, drive it normal miles, put 5,000 miles on it a year or something like that. Have a blast. And uh, he's not going to lose any money on it. So great yeah. car, Just great buy. fix, do us, do the bid nerds a favor, fix those decals, pick yeah, one, and then pick move, one. It, move it under the mirror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Good call. Uh, JP, we, um, we almost forgot about this, uh, <laughs> 2004 Honda Element um, from our photographer's garage guy. Uh, this was a, a hold a, on. Uh, what do you call Did it? we? Did we almost forget? <laughs> yeah. Was that a Freudian slip or was that just a? Oh, can we get out of here? No, that'll be terrible if we if we overlook this car. Uh, anyways, it was on cars and bids. It had like six million miles on it, but super clean. And of course. You know, if your if your handle has the word photographer in it, you better take some good pictures. These are decent pictures of the car. Uh, so, quick shout out to him. Thank you for the submission. Um, you know, just remember we prefer sports cars over uh, camera bags, but that's a that's a really cute camera bag <laughs> with a manual transmission. Uh, JP, I thought this car would bring fifty five hundred. Forgive me, I don't have my contacts in, so I have to peer into my computer every time I read. Um, you said fifty two, and the car brought fifty three. So it sold at that price. I think it was a no reserve auction. Um, bid nerds were all over it. We were, we straddled that one, uh, or just about. And anyway, that, the car, uh, you won. That's a, that's another win for you. So well, you here's go. here's how you know a photographer had this car, and uh, and these are pretty darn good pictures. Look at that. He put a light in the dashboard, so he's got a light sitting uh -huh. in the seat, so you can actually see the interior and see the uh, right. accents of in there. So I see what you're doing there, buddy. Now, good, yeah. good photos. I I think that's all the money for this car. I mean, these Absolutely. are great. They they last forever. It's got two hundred thousand miles on it. It's probably going to go another two hundred thousand miles. These cost nothing, uh, but they are but they're worth so much in the sense that they just keep going and going and going. And they do. Yeah, it's a Honda. I mean, I mean come on. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah. I don't know why he sold it. I mean, you sell something like this for five grand. What are you, you going to do, do with buy that another money? lens or yeah. something like that? I mean, you can't, you can't even afford a Volkswagen pickup with that money. Just, just <laughs> keep the stupid thing and never sell it. Just keep it over there. Like, I think we were joking about it. It's like, Oh, yeah. it's like my wife has handbags that are worth that much. And it's like, she doesn't know how many there are, you know? I mean, this is just a car. Just keep it. Who cares? It's great. Yeah. When you need it, J you're going to be glad to add it. Yeah, JP, if you and I could pick that car up and shake it out, not another coin would fall out of it. He squeezed every <laughs> dime every out dime of that out car. Of it. It's because of the good photos and good ad. Yeah, that's true. And, and the bit nerd mojo. He was very smart to have us cover that car and get him all the money for it. Got an extra four <laughs> views on his ad. It's true. It's oh, true. my God. All right. So the next car, JP, is the one I was teasing about. This is the uh, 1971 914-6 mm. project. 
Uh, by all accounts, most of the equipment was there, but I read the comments and the seller did admit to like some wiring harnesses, some switches that were, were not present with this pile of parts that you were essentially buying. Um, it is it was a claimed matching numbers drivetrain and a, an accompanying COA to verify this. But by all accounts, you needed to rebuild the motor and then assemble the car and then source and purchase the missing equipment to finish the assembly. And then I'm guessing you would paint the car. So you're talking about a lot of money left to spend. With that in mind, when we were reviewing the car yesterday, it was at $19,146 on two bids and the second bid was a ten thousand dollar rage raise and so you and i both suspected that that would be a knockout punch for such an expensive project so you took that as your bid saying they won't get another one i just bet the over and took a hundred dollars over you at nineteen thousand mm -hmm. two forty six um Good this strategy. thing got this thing got 16 bids, JP, and sold for $30,000 even. So I won, but you and I were both wrong on that car. Uh, that's that's a lot of money to spend on the privilege of spending another hundred grand. So I guess somebody's going for the moon with this thing or an absolute mechanic bought the car and he's just going to fiddle with it in his free time. So either somebody's going to go for like $150,000, like 100 point perfect car because it's a matching numbers drivetrain or some mechanic like a Dwayne Wick type that can hobby it together and doesn't have to get it done in six months because there's not a there's not a return on investment waiting for him. He's just going to put it together and then when he's done, he'll he'll sell it. So uh, you know, our friend in Vegas, also like Doug Nielsen, could throw together a car like that. Although he's not really a 914 guy, he's a track right. guy. All those guys have projects sitting around. Something like this, just I, you know, it just doesn't pencil out. It's like yeah, okay, no. we we lost the uh, the prediction, but the losers, whoever bought this thing. I mean, do you value your time at all? I don't, I don't get that. It's like so, someone's going to go like, you know, wow. six months or a year from now, they're going to be like, here's my hundred thousand dollar portion. And, and we're going to be like, yeah, okay. You sold it for a hundred thousand dollars. So technically uh, you made what, you know, uh, 70,000, but it took you a year. How much do you make in a year? Right. I mean, 70 right. grand. What are you doing? That's just such a waste of time. It's like, oh my God, if you had the skills to bake that car into a hundred thousand dollar plus car, you could make way more than 70,000 a year, uh, building other people's cars. They're stupid enough to try. Uh, that's just so dumb. Yeah. But, JP, did you, did you hear that right there? Did you, uh, did you hear that? I missed um, it. Matt Weitzel and Mikey hashtags just turned us off because the bid nerds are turning on nine fourteens. Like they're like, what? I love nine fourteens. I think they're fantastic. Buy one that oh. some other moron did all the work for, and you get to take advantage of it. I mean, Matt oh Weitzel is, is uh, you know, a, he's he's got nine fourteen shells for days, for man. What do you want? Days. Well, what he bought want? the coolest one. We oh, I turned Vegas? him on to that. No, he. Yeah. Well, there's that one too. Jeez, the race car. He's he's got yeah. the race car. But I was up in Oregon with him one day and I, I was getting on the plane and I look at this car on Craigslist and it was like this uh it had that that Jaegermeister orange livery yes, wide body had a V8 this thing was so cool and oh, it was so cheap I'm sick. like go get this car I'm sitting I'm sitting on the airplane looking out the window oh, going go get God. it and he did he went out and bought the dang thing and it him. was awesome just to drive the way it was yeah and now he's like 
making it into this massive project. It's like, dude, you yeah. already won. Yeah, <laughs> you I let know. somebody else do it all. Now you're starting over. Uh, yeah. what have you learned? Nothing, Matthew. <laughs> have I taught you nothing? <laughs> yes, yes. And the answer is yes. You taught me <laughs> nothing. <laughs> anyway, so congratulations to the buyer because uh, again, like our Honda Element owner, you are. You got every penny out of that box of bolts and, uh, you know, good luck to the buyer. Uh, we, we'd love to know what you have in mind. So reach out to the bid nerds and tell us why we're idiots for turning on your project car. Um, another cool car that also exceeded expectations was the 1999, 1999 Ferrari 355 GTS. Uh, super cool car. Um, cousin Mark, do you remember when Paul Maroon had one like that yellow with the GTS that he wouldn't drive because he thought it was investment grade? Uh, well, anyways, <laughs> 30 years later now, these cars are worth big money. Um, here we go. I thought 110,000 and you said 100, and I should qualify our bids. This car has um, a branded title because of an odometer uh, discrepancy, but yeah. the reality is these are six digit VINs, and so some DMV just didn't read it correctly. Uh, there's clearly not a problem with this car. And the buyers, the, the community at large, um, seem to overlook that to uh, much to the bid nerd's surprise. Uh, and I'd say that did really well. So the car brought $127,000, um, which is just creeping into the bottom end of the market of what this car should retail for. Again, manual transmission, around 30,000 miles, and an attractive color, yellow with an all-black interior, uh, is kind of a big deal because you just don't see them like that. I actually love the Challenge grill on the back of that too, uh, JP. That, yeah. th that whole grill is meshed to let the heat come out of the back of the car uh, to keep it cool for track or you know the Angel's Crest run. Um, 150 grand is what I think this car probably would bring if there wasn't a branded title, but it's nice yeah. to see that the, you know, that was like, I mean, just a few percentage points of, uh, of equity that were left on the table because of that. Um, and I'd say that the seller did a good job of bringing this car to market and bringing it to bring a trailer. There was a groundswell of enthusiasm for it. That good number for a brand title for our. Yeah, it's uh, great. The the I mean the the seller didn't try to hide it. They were right up front about it, and that's how totally. that's how you overcome that kind of problem. So often yeah. you see this stuff spring up. Like the owners think that the community isn't going to dig these little things up, and then it becomes the way bigger, and it just destroys your ad. So just be upfront on this yeah. stuff, guys. Yeah. yeah, anything you do that winds up reflecting badly on you, you look shady, and that's it. You're losing money right there yeah. and there, and you've and you've and you've burned the car. That's a, yeah. oh, Targas are cool. Which Targa that. would you choose, guys? Yeah. Oh, Who wore it better? Snap! <laughs> little preview to come. There you go. Let's, all, all right. right. Last car of the day, JP. This was uh, this is a bid nerd special, if ever there was one. Mm. Rad for sale is jealous, <laughs> losing sleep that that BAT is getting these kinds of submissions. Yes, you heard it. A 1982 Volkswagen Rabbit diesel pickup truck with a manual transmission. I can't remember JP. I think this car had like 140 thousand miles. Wasn't it in Oregon or something? Yeah, Medford, um, I think. Yeah. Super cool yeah. car. No, Salem, it was in Medford. <laughs> it was in what? Medford. It would have a would have a cooker in the back. <laughs> Medford. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, just a no nonsense nice car. I said nine thousand. You said ninety five hundred. This car sold for ten thousand dollars. Congratulations to the seller. Um, JP and I are still wondering why you ever let this car go. You're gonna be so sad when it's gone. There is nothing else like this on the road. I mean. 
I, were these ever popular, JP? Were there? Did they ever sell a lot of these things, or were they always yeah. a niche car for FreeW? No, I mean, I don't. I mean, they never sold them in huge numbers. But I remember when they were contemporary; they were all over the place in Seattle. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you I know, never they saw were, them in the Bay Area. They were they were inexpensive little pickup trucks with front wheel drive, and you know, if you were in an inclement weather type of place like where I grew up, uh, everybody wanted trucks. So having a little yeah. truck was pretty handy. So yeah, they were around. The, what what I picture when I see that shape, what I picture is a silver or like a light blue and it belongs to your favorite independent <laughs> european mechanic right you go yeah. by to see him and see how you're doing i want to bring the car in for an oil change and uh and the kid that works for him jumps in that car to go by or whatever part that's that's what i remember those as being like little run around things for guys that work on cars um, but anyway really neat car yeah. I, I agree I, I love that thing and well volkswagen man, 10 grand, that seems yeah price. 10 grand is a good price volkswagen really ate everyone's the american cars lunch when this car came out i mean not just the pickup Seriously. truck but obviously the rabbit you know the rabbit came out in the 70s or whatever and general yeah. motors and ford and all those guys and dodge they're just like oh who's gonna want these little front wheel drive hatchy things nobody's gonna want that mm-hmm. so they just kept coming out with Cimarron's and you know bigger <laughs> sedans and stuff like that, and and just Volkswagen's like, yeah, okay, go ahead and think. Good that. luck. Um, yeah, and they just and and the Volkswagen Rabbit platform kind of created this. They never did. They never really did this with the Beetle. The Beetle is obviously the, the ubiquitous uh, people's car, but the the right. Rabbit is far more the people's car, I think, than oh the God, Volkswagen yeah. Beetle because the Rabbit is such a you know, it just basically created Volkswagen's, uh, you know, production uh, approach for the rest of the yeah. the century and on into the future. Right. And they were Take- they were copied by everyone because they could basically yeah. make the same chassis and just change the back end. It could be a four door, it could be a two door, it could be a hatchback, it could be a sack, it could be all these you, things. You had a versatile, modular, shiftable platform from which you could build every niche car that you needed to create. Sports cars, recreational cars, utility cars could all come out of this thing. And with front-wheel drive, those are world cars, right? They they can work in the summer. They can work in the desert. They can work in the uh, snow in the mountains and the snow belts uh, across the globe. And, man, yeah, absolutely. This is the people's platform, and they built everything on it. And this is arguably for at least for the north american market as i understand it this was the most niche car they ever created on that platform was this front wheel drive diesel pickup truck that you never see anymore Mm -hmm. i mean you know a ford ranger uh would be way longer rear wheel drive um and and wouldn't last as long as this thing only the toyota would last as long you know (laughs) like as as far as like lifetime of like putting seven or eight hundred thousand miles on this thing um, anyway, interesting stuff and, and really neat to see. And I'm glad it did well. 10 grand. That's, yeah. I mean, again, compare that to that 16 valve, uh, Corrado at 14, three, how did that car get, you know, sifted over? How did the VW community miss that car? I know how you missed it. You yeah. were stuck in a meeting and if you weren't speaking at the meeting, you would have bought it in the meeting, but yeah. Yeah. you know, this that thing is true. slipped through the cracks, man. I, yeah. we're going to be pissed. About I, that car I don't for a know. Long time. I, I don't think I would have bought this this truck i mean i like no, the truck it's but neat the it's not something but the corrado was a big old miss i'm i'm gonna be pissed about that one for a while anyway. mm-hmm. all right well there it is guys uh this is that's what we do it's bid nerds right we nerd out on these cars <laughs> we pick a bunch of cars and we it, so you might notice that they're not the most expensive cars they're not maybe the best cars but our picks of the day are the most interesting cars of the day on cars and bids bring a trailer and all the popular automotive enthusiast auction sites and uh we have five cars that we've chosen for you today uh including some picks from the 
audience, I think. So let's go ahead and get to the cars today and make some predictions on those. Michael Deeb, our big car of the day is, what is it? It's this, uh, it's, I, I am, I don't know if I've been as excited and I say this all the time about cars, <laughs> but somehow you chose this car today. It's a yeah. K5 Blazer and this isn't just oh, a yeah, K5 yeah. Blazer. This is the uh, exact K5 Blazer that I grew up with. This is, it's the yeah. color. I mean, weren't my you, dad had this truck. Weren't, weren't you conceived on the dashboard of one of these things? No, that was, no, I'm older than that, unfortunately. <laughs> was this vet. is a 75. It was, it was a 60 something vet. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's right. Okay, yeah, cool. Not this. Sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Would have been more room. Some, about, some, some joke about the parking brake, but we won't get into that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, this car, JP, you know, you and I last week, we covered, didn't we have, uh, was it Bradley that was on or somebody or Paul? We looked at a, uh, we looked at a K5 Blazer, and then a couple days later, we looked at a similar Bronco, um, and and they were kind of cool to juxtapose the two and and to yeah. sort of discuss the renaissance that these cars are enjoying as far as popularity valuations. And my God, nobody makes anything quite like this right now. You know, yeah. the Jeep probably makes the closest thing to something like this um, because that top pops off, does it not, John? It does, yeah. Yeah, and unlike so the Bronco, there's no loop. So, like on a Bronco, I mean, let me go back to a profile picture on on the Bronco of this era or in later, the back yeah. comes off like the the pickup truck bed, but you still wind up having a roof. This a thing, this whole white part comes off on the top. Oh, so, so it so is awesome. an actual, basically a convertible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what makes our car interesting, JP, is out of Portland, Oregon, um, friends at 911R have sourced a. 57 mile original this thing wow. is just like it was when it drove off the showroom floor uh it's a 350 v8 uh, a three-speed automatic um john correct me if i'm wrong these are all four-wheel drive correct yeah i'm not aware of any that aren't right okay and so what we're looking at is a chance to go back in time and buy one brand new off the showroom floor because that's exactly what you're looking at here mm. uh the studio pictures are great um, it doesn't get more American this. And like we were just discussing, uh, nobody in the marketplace today makes a car as cool, as versatile, as useful, and as bulletproof as this old 1975 K5 Blazer. Uh, the guys at 911 r are completely aware of what they have discovered and brought to market. They are running this thing as a no reserve. And John, uh. I'm sure you've already peeked ahead to look. But our car, what I was hoping to see when we, we picked it was if this car would break $100,000. Well, with uh, four hours exactly on the nose to go, on 20 bids, our car is sitting at $105,000. So my goodness. Oh, the, the my age old gosh. Question, the age-old question, what we stand around in a parking lot or in somebody's basement while we're drinking beers and looking at their new project car uh, is, oh, man, K5 Blazer. Imagine what a brand one of those would bring today. Well, the answer is over $100,000. We didn't even have to wait for the closed auction to see if it would get to six figures. This car is already there, and it's got four hours to go. I love Yep, sounds like we lost Michael Deeb's audio here. Stand by, everybody. We'll uh, let's see here. We'll wait and see if we can get Michael Deeb's audio to come back. Uh, all right.
right. In the meantime, we'll show some more pictures of this K5 Blazer. Yeah, you guys, I this is the same color combination. Now, the one that I grew up in didn't have these plaid seats. Um, in fact, the one that I grew up in probably had seat covers, and it was never this nice. I mean, the one I grew up in was beat up. It was used as a truck. It was used as the type of thing that you would expect. I mean, my father literally built a log house using this truck. He built. He put a crane on the front of the thing and was dragging oh, that's awesome. pieces of log around it. Um, but yeah, I, I can just smell this thing. Even when they are new, they still kind of smelled like an old used car. These things, the fit and finish <laughs> yeah. was never really tight, you know? No. Uh, so, but yeah, what a, what an awesome car. You're back. All right. Yeah. Sorry about that, JP. Uh, my wife pocket dialed me from the park, so I, I got nervous that she was out with the dogs. It might be a problem because she would normally not bother me. But anyway, um, there's a new Ford commercial for the F-150. Have you seen it where the guy is basically doing what your dad did? He takes his dog. He goes out to the forest, and in the rain, he runs the, the Ford powers his generator and prepares breakfast and he's building a log oh, right. cabin. Yeah. yeah, it's a great ad and they're doing essentially what your dad did with this old K5 Blazer. Um, I would assert, maybe not in San Francisco and maybe not in Vegas, but if you lived in Southern California and would go out to the beach or up to the mountains, that this would be the perfect car. You sit above traffic, you, you're impervious to an accident with any other SUV. You can take <laughs> that top off for weeks and months at a time if you live near the coast and surfboards and dogs and you know out to dinner, that this would be an amazing car if you were in Newport or Santa Monica or something close to the beach. I think this would be an amazing vehicle to have. Uh, I, I just love it. I, I'm, I'm like really kind of infatuated. I, I think this is amazing. And this price is jaw dropping. Oh my goodness. Look at I that. can't imagine whoever buys this is going to do anything, but her, I know, seal I know, I, mean, I know. Jay Leno is going to have this thing or something. Uh, I mean, somebody. this is not a car that's going to have to unfortunately do any of those things. And what a sad state this vehicle was built. It was on a, it was on an assembly <laughs> line at one point, came off the assembly line, went somewhere and you know the little truck had all these hopes of all the adventures it would have in the future but instead it's just like nope it's just going to be it's never going to see any of that um yeah. yeah we need a we need a bit nerd bottle of vodka and every time we review a car that we know is not going to get driven we need to pour some out on air for that yeah it's, it's i, I kind of feel and sad the, for it and the factory workers that sweat to build it so that this guy could and according to the story literally drive it home and never touch it again mm. and uh, and they pulled it out of storage about three years ago it sold at some like under the radar regional auction and then the new buyer brought it to these guys and they got it all cleaned up and here it is so yeah. so jp the big question is how much more money is left in this thing and i i mean man you talk about shooting in the dark for a guess uh, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't even pretend to, to yeah, figure it out. There's no way to know. I mean, look, the, yeah. I if, if at the beginning of this I would have thought nah, fifty, maybe sixty, but <laughs> I mean a no hundred is like come on, wow. what the hell? Yeah. So you always I, say think, you always talk about what the original price was. I mean, and no, even in real dollars adjusted here. adjusted for inflation, all those things. This has got to be Nothing, five times no. what this thing was. Absolutely uh, new. Absolutely. At at fifty grand, it would be five times what it was new. I mean, in nineteen seventy five, yeah. JP was this car yeah. even ten grand? No way. Yeah, probably not. It's probably eighty nine so, ninety nine or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I'd say there's got to be another twenty or twenty five grand in it. So my bid. Is got to be one hundred twenty-five thousand, but I, I'm at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes north of that. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go over. If you're saying one twenty-five, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give a fairly decent spread. I'm gonna say one thirty-five. 
All right. Um, you know, I, and with Sky, I mean. Yeah, right. With total blue sky. If it brought 150, it wouldn't shock me. Again, 57 allegedly documented miles. I, you know, anyways. Yeah. It certainly I mean, looks the part. Where is it? Where are you going to get another one? It's not going to happen. No, it's never it's no. not going to happen. Um, now, it's interesting, though, because it's like, all right, you could easily find a restored one in the 20s or 30s. You know, <laughs> it's basically the same thing, uh, right. but not the original vehicle. So uh, you could have all the fun uh, with a with one that's just not even close to as much money. And that's probably the way to go for most of us. But whoever's buying this is obviously a collector. And, uh, well, and interesting, right? There's jewels to have in your collection yeah there's companies like icon right that are bringing more broncos and them the sort of the reimagined singer treatment and selling them for two and three hundred thousand dollars we know yeah. about that i'm sure there's a company out there that i'm not aware of that's doing that with the chevrolets and i wonder now if if some of these some of the existing remaining vehicles are being reimagined or restored or resto mod yeah. which i you know I, I don't really like um you know, is this price going to drive the available ones that are still stocked? Like, are they going to start to skyrocket? Or are we destined to see a lot more of them come to market because everybody's hoping to get a piece of this big pie at the end of the day today? So we'll see and keep an eye out to see if we notice, um, you know, a, a, a groundswell. I've used that term too many times already on the show, but of, mm -hmm. uh, of interest for these K5 Blazers and, of course, their Bronco counterparts. Yeah. It will be interesting. All right. Where do you want to go? Uh, let's go repeat cards. Go roll it. All right, P car market. We are going to look at it. JP. I, I'm a slut for these things. Uh, 1984 Porsche 911 Carrera yes, Coupe. You are M491. I have one, so I can't get enough of this. Every time one comes to market, I'm like oogling and and comparing and contrasting. You know, compare and despair, as they say. What JP? What makes this one really fascinating to me? It's a slick roof. Somebody ordered an M491 and and requested that they not put a sunroof on that. Mm. And I am absolutely smitten. I, I don't know why. I just wish my car was a slick roof. And so this thing's really neat. Uh, it's an interesting color, too. What do they call it? I don't think I can read without my glasses on. But it's, uh, oh, pewter metallic, which is an interesting shade of silver. And then it's got that dark blue leather interior and sports seats. Uh, 915 gearbox. Um, similar to my car, this has about 81,000 miles. So I'm curious to see where this car will land. Uh, offered to us by the consigner out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Just mm. 80,000 original miles. A factory M491 car. Uh, we said this yesterday or the other day when we looked at that uh, convertible. Over between 84 and 89, they made 1,500 in three different categories. Mostly coupe, some Targas, and a few uh, convertibles. So 1,500 cars over like six model years and three different model platforms. So they are, by all accounts, pretty rare. However, the 84 coupes are the single model that they made the most of. There's almost 1,000 of these. And so the other 500 cars are spread out over a few years or something. Actually, they made like 600 of them. But anyway, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I digress. This car is really cool. I would consider trading my car for it because of that unique feature with the slick roof. And it looks to be in pretty nice condition. So what do you think? Do you pay a premium to not have the sunroof or would you just... Nah, you know, I, absolutely not. I mean, I do like 
not having a sunroof just because it's kind of neat, but I prefer having a sunroof, frankly. I mean, I think I, I like opening the roof. I mean, everybody knows I'm a cabrio guy, so I like putting the top yeah. down. I like having the windows open. I like, but uh, this car is fantastic. The color is so good. Uh, I don't know why they, you know, they chose the slick top, but they didn't cho- choose H4 or headlights. That's weird. Um, I know. What, how much is a turbo of the same year worth? I mean, the, the turbos, well, the, the later no, turbo don't... 930s have really come down a lot, and it seems like 491s are worth as much as turbos now but without a turbo what the heck is going yeah. on in the world isn't that isn't that crazy yeah so uh i think the turbo came back i think jp in 85 mm. not 84 so if you're comparing this to an 85 turbo with 80,000 miles yeah that's a 60 to 65,000 dollar car retail in fair condition now that guy could possibly get 80 grand for that car but i think this guy might get 80 grand for this car i'm not sure if he'll get 80 grand on p car market uh but it's already at fifty-five thousand. wait for it 491 mm-hmm. uh with two and a half hours to go again out of louisiana um and and the, i i just the, you know how weird the porsche people are i think somebody might pay a premium for a slick roof uh it, it's it's a that's a cool car, man. Well, they didn't pay the premium for the uh, rear tail delete on the uh, convertible one the other day. So not as but, much as we thought. No. Yeah. yeah. But I think uh, a sunroof delete is something that's more uh, that someone would want more than a tail delete on a cab, a tail delete on yeah. this. If this car had a slick roof and the tail, the, the official tail oh, delete, yeah, now you're talking about something that's yeah. probably really special, yeah, but figures. on a convertible, yeah, it's totally. just not going to bring the premium. Uh, yeah. So where's this thing? gonna land what's the number right now and where's it gonna go yeah so it's at 55 491 um i see i did this the other day on the uh, mm. on the car uh the the, the the c2 coupe i said 65 yeah. and then i went down to 60 and it sold for 66 you took my bid and won so that <laughs> i wrote 85 here because i i'm starting wow. to get to the point where i don't want to bet against p car market but then there hasn't been any bids this morning so now i'm now i'm second guessing myself so i'm going to go down and I'm just going to say $70,000 and try to keep it real. Um, this, by all accounts, JP, this could be a seventy-five dollars to $80,000 car. Uh, but if it, if it trickles through the cracks, it could go for sixty-five. So... I don't know, man. I, yeah, I'm I mean, it's, it. it's hard to be, bet against P-Car market. They seem to be coming up lately. Uh, the P-Car or, uh, you know, Porsche people are starting to notice that the cars are there. Um, look, the, the thing I'm... Cons- I, what I don't get is that at 65... We're talking, yeah. which car would you rather have, this or the 993, the silver 993 of about the same miles right. from yesterday? Right. I yeah. mean, it's crazy that a wide-body, naturally aspirated, an NA car, mm-hmm. no turbo, yep. uh, mm-hmm. 3.2 is bringing as much or more <laughs> than a 993 coupe. I, yeah. That puts us in a topsy-turvy world that is really yeah. hard to make predictions on. Uh, you said what number, 75? I'm going to say, yeah, I'll do 75. Let's do 75. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go, and it's at, it's at what is it, 50? Yeah, Two and a half hours say, to go. To I'm going to bet 50, the other, Yeah, I'm going to say 70. I, you know, yeah, I think it will go for more than 993. I think a wide-body G, uh, a 491G is yep. so iconic. The 993s are fantastic cars, but this is a more iconic car. So I'm going to bet on and iconic. That- and, and how cool would it be to have both of them silver with blue interior right. and that 993 has less miles than this thing. It's, yeah. it's like a decade younger 
more than a decade younger and it's and it's less miles and it's only going to cut out at 66 you and i both think this car is going to bring more than that the question is how much so so p car market you're you're on the hot seat again to see what you can do for this seller uh because this is a very interesting car um and you just don't see them like that even just the silver and blue makes it really unique you know i i yeah. love it i think it's really and who cool. doesn't want to go to new orleans right now i mean the weather's <laughs> great down there if you're up in oh, one of those horrible states I, where it's all frozen i and promise up. you i promise you the french quarter is open for business baby yeah, they, yeah. they don't give uh about yeah. anything yeah. you know for sure all right, all right what's the next car for a thursday right, here i i hate this color but i had to look at it because i mm. remember when these were a thing uh, on cars and bids, we're looking at a no reserve 1995 Ford Taurus SHO <laughs> with a five-speed manual. I forgot these cars even came with a stick, but yeah. I do remember that the SHO used a Yamaha-derived three-liter double overhead cam V6 motor that put out eh, modest, although it was it was something back in the day. It sounds modest today: 220 horsepower and 200 pound-foot of torque. But this was a cool little Japanese-derived uh, rev happy. And, you know, if Yamaha did anything, it was, you know, sort of motorsport-minded. So here was your basic airport rental car. If you worked for a company and you got a, um, you know, a, 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 a car to work for, to use for work, you know, it was always a Ford Taurus. This, they, they gave these things away. And yet they decided to go out and make a hot rod version of the car. And this was it. Um, I never got to drive one, but I always thought that it was neat that you had this absolute wolf in sheep's clothing because if you pulled up to next to one of these there's no way you knew it had a hot rod yamaha motor in it until he left you in the dust uh so i thought it was pretty neat to look at this car this car is offered to sjp out of windermere florida and it has just eighty nine thousand original miles i'm not a fan of this sort of royal blue metallic but the gray cloth brings back memories for days and seeing that stick shift coming out of the <laughs> center console actually makes me laugh i don't know why but uh I don't know if I'd want to own it, but man, I really want to drive this car. Like I want to drive it for a day and just beat the snot out of it and just see what it, see what it sounds like, see what it gives, see how it handles. I'm sure it steers like a pig, but man, I'm, I'm so happy Ford made it. And I can't believe that Ford lowered their guard and went to Japan to get this motor. I think that's hilarious. So what do you think JP? Well, I mean, this car, not just the SHO, but the Taurus was a revolutionary car. I mean, we look at it now and it's so dated and ugly. I mean, there's just nothing good looking about this car. But this was the first American car that utilized that kind of like aluminum stamping. uh, That Uh was what everything, the manufacturing of all cars changed (laughs) overnight. It's a big deal. I mean, we laugh, but that is this this car looks old. But if you recall, uh, RoboCop came out in like 1985 or whatever. and Right. All the future cars that were supposed to be in the year 2000 something, all the cop yeah. cars were Ford Tauruses because that was the right. only car that looked like a future car that you could right. really get at the time. And yeah. the I mean, Audi, Audi was making the 5000 Turbo and then later the A6 and then Volkswagen put out the Passat. And those three cars were similar in size and very similar in sort of an aerodynamic shape. It's like you have your traditional three box design but made out of butter and left in the oven where it just started to melt, you know, like yeah. it just, it, it really, 
you know, uh, eased up on the sharp creases of the three box design, but that is just a traditional three box design. There's nothing to yeah. it. And especially in the American cars. I mean, all the American yeah. cars were just slabs of steel, uh, prior right. to this. So this, uh, this is a big deal. This car definitely represents a changeover and it was like the beginning of <laughs> Ford and all the American cars kind of going, Oh wait, the Japanese and Germans are eating our lunch. Uh, we right. can't, you know, and it was a demise of Detroit. I mean, Detroit was emptied because of their yeah. failure to notice things like the rabbit and the GTIs and golfs and all that stuff coming for them. Um, yeah. A little I, too I, late, I, though. I failed to mention that these are front-wheel drive. They were all front-wheel drive. Even for yeah. this hot rod version, this platform, I, I'm assuming, did not accept or was, was made to accommodate rear-wheel drive. Yeah. If they could have finagled a rear-wheel drive out of this thing, I imagine people would have taken it more seriously. Uh, but these cars... I, again, I remember seeing them on the road, but I don't remember anybody bragging about them or winning any comparison tests in the in the car magazines that I read religiously back when these were new in Wasn't the 90s. Wasn't this like car of the year of one of those magazines? Probably. Like Motor Trend car of the year that but, nobody but cares Motor about. Trend, Motor Trend was bought and sold by their advertiser. Every yeah. article that Motor Trend did was a fluff piece while the yeah. editors of Motor Trend were on their knees, you know, <laughs> fluffing these yeah. guys to make sure that those advertising dollars would keep coming in and they could uh, you know, lights on it at the store. So um, I would not say that it earned car of the year. I would say it was awarded car of the year. And that was just that that was probably a marketing scheme. You know, if just if like any the best buffet in Vegas yeah. Uh, yeah. voted by whatever on all the billboards <laughs> that you see here. In Las yeah, Vegas. exactly. <laughs> just think about this, JP. Uh, uh, in 1995, like this thing couldn't, you know, a Mercedes Benz 500E, which probably costs, you know, more than twice as much as this car, which just decimate this car in any contest of speed or performance in any way i mean like yeah. an m5 would just destroy this car an e39 m5 would would humiliate this thing um with the you know roughly the same spec uh you know a six cylinder you know in that three three and a half liter range that would destroy this car so if the know, bad guys in an 80s movie won't drive it it's not good Exactly. It, it, I would love this car more if it were, I don't know, any other color too. They took it's, down Nakatomi Plaza with 300Es, <laughs> not Ford Taurus SHOs. Okay. There it oh is. All God. right. Where's Mer this thing going to land? Best Christmas movie ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, JP. So our car again with an hour and a half to go sitting out there in uh, Windermere, Florida, uh, where the alligators, um, <laughs> the alligators outpopulate all the household pets. Uh, $6,600 on nine bids, uh, 90 minutes to go. I wrote down 9,000 bucks. I'm trading that, but I'll stick to it. I don't remember one of these come up on any platform, so I'm hoping that there's a love for it. But the, the tea leaves don't bode well for me. What do you think? Uh, I don't think it makes another 1,000 bucks. I'm going to say 75. <laughs> I oh mean, there goodness, hasn't been a bid off. since yesterday, and uh, it's nobody wants this thing. I mean, it's neat. It's no. a manual. It's a flashy color, but it's a Ford Taurus at the end of the day, and mm. uh, it's on cars and bids, and they don't get late rallies. So I think that's All the right. last bid. All right. All right, there you go. $7,500. bucks. Uh, we did the Blazer. Let's move it on. Uh, we'll stay, let's go back over to Bring a Trailer JP, and look at this car. Uh, talk about the bad guy car to European you know, gangster film. This is one of the most venerable 
automobile platforms in the history of of like internal combustion this is a 1983 mercedes-benz 300d turbo yes your family when they went to europe and left you with the babysitter for a month uh took all kinds of pictures of the coast sitting in the back seat of one of these as a taxi for sure <laughs> uh this particular example jp is offered to us out of mount joy pennsylvania and has allegedly just 40,000 original miles. So it's pretty safe to assume that what you're looking at there in the photos is not a restored example, but a beautifully preserved original one. Uh, Four-speed automatic, this three-liter turbo diesel is an inline-five. It makes just 125 horsepower, but a respectable 181 pound-foot of torque. And while it smokes like a chimney at Christmas time. Uh, these things will just go and go and go. The Energizer Bunny couldn't keep up with this car. That is for sure. Uh, and this car is getting all kinds of mad love. Uh, last night it was at $15,000 on 27 bids. Uh, let's see where it's at now. Uh, still at 27 bids, but I there's this one bidder, JP. I don't know if you can scroll down in the uh in the sort of comment section and look at the bids from uh the last few days there's a big bulk of yellow bids in the uh in the thing and every time somebody bids this one guy uh keeps bidding over them so even all these different people put a high bid he keeps trumping them so it looks like he wants the car and he's just trying to shut everybody down so we will see but uh fifteen thousand dollars for a, a diesel early 80s mercedes is already all the money so the question is where is this thing going to land it has almost four hours left to go out of pennsylvania what do you think man i don't i you know we always talk about photos and how much a photo can tell you about a car yeah. Uh, right. And it's like, okay, you know, you're getting a lot of information from the picture and how good is the picture composed? How much of the car does it tell you? But the thing I'm compelled by here isn't just the car, but where this car is, is this where this car lives? Cause look at this compound. I, know, I mean, right? the, the, <laughs> This, that just tells you something about the owner of the car. I mean, so many people yeah. want to get all cute and they put their car in front of like a, I don't know, a, you know, yeah. a mural or something or graffiti or they try to get fancy stuff like that. It's like this, this, these photos are telling you so much more than yeah. how good a condition the car is. They're yeah. telling you yeah. where this yeah. car has lived and, and they're selling the dream. Look at this place. I mean, yeah. the, the rocks on the wall and the wood <laughs> and the dog. I mean, I want the, oh. I, I want to buy this car because of the dog. Uh, this thing <laughs> yeah, is just JP, classy. Yeah. It's not just the tax bracket that comes shining through. This guy isn't rich. He's wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not earning the big paycheck. He's signing the big paycheck. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. That's a good take. Yeah. I mean, this just, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, this car has lived a luxurious life and uh, it would be sad if it doesn't uh, continue that kind of, I mean, it's just kind of, I'm surprised whoever owns this car is even getting rid of it. Why bother? It belongs where they're at, and they clearly oh. don't need the money. So this is it's, just it, what are they going to? What could you possibly replace this car with? I know it's it's incredible to see one that well preserved because again, around the world, these cars have been put into service, and these are million mile platform cars, especially with the diesel motors, um, and they are in every country in existence. If there is a road paved or otherwise, uh, mm. well, this car has driven down it. I'm telling you, they are. It's one of the most popular cars one of the best-selling cars or platforms mercedes has ever created uh and it's fascinating to see one here that really not quite to our k5 blazer 
but damn close, man. This is uh, this is the preservation award winner. Get those dings taken out. Um, the tires actually look a little too low profile, like they're a spec closer mm-hmm. ratio. So if you could find the correct uh, tires and get this thing to sit a little higher, uh, that would be the perfect original look for this car. Uh, like I said, there's one bidder, JP, that keeps trying to knock everybody down every time somebody else bids. Um, so... I don't know. It might not surprise me if, if nobody challenges him, but it might not surprise me if this car brought another 10,000 bucks. So you're going to make know. that Any dog final? sad, man. I mean, selling Aye, this car, true. the seller's going to, the, the seller, that dog is just, when that car drives away, the dog's going to be like, no, that, that, that's the car that we go and rides in. He's, yeah. You're, you're, so I, I think, yeah, I think this car is, I think somebody's going to come out of the woodwork. I think there's people looking at, there's 30 bids on this thing. I think somebody's going to come out and challenge this kid some more. Uh, so I'm going to go crazy, JP, and say this car brings $24,000 and sells. 24000 seems pretty legit. Um, God, do I bet over, what, you said twenty four. Yeah, 24. It's Thursday. I'm going big. I'm going 25. There it's happening. Boom. I think it's going big because I think the dog has his own bank account that's probably bigger than either of ours combined and is going to be secretly hitting the the bid button just so the car doesn't leave. That dog does not want to let that thing go. I can't wait till the sponsorship dough is rolling in and we have a team of (laughs) interns that we can just task out with crunching numbers and creating data for us. But I have a sneaky suspicion, although I can't quantify it, that... When you bet the over, more than eighty percent of the time, I win that lot. <laughs> so mm. I love whenever time you bet the over, I, I you're start, like, okay, I start dancing. I'm like, whoa! I got if we one. had <laughs> interns, I would have them uh, do research and find out what that dog's name is and get him as a guest. Uh, absolutely, oh for sure, uh, yeah, get him on. You know. All right, let, all right, let's let move Pat- this thing along. Let's go. What do let, we got? What's let, the next car? Let, let Patootie conduct the interview. Okay, that's cool. right. <laughs> uh, last car, JP, and I'll I'll ask you to explain to me when I'm done introducing it <laughs> like uh, why this car is only sitting at ten thousand dollars. We're looking at a 1971 Porsche 914 <laughs> with the 1.7 liter flat four um, offered to us out of Mission Viejo, California. It's showing 61,000 miles, but it's listed as true mileage unknown. Um, it's on a California blue plate, which is correct and original. Uh, the photo I'm looking at of what we call the hell hole, and you can explain to our listener listeners, sorry, maybe three of them, uh, what the hell hole is on a 914 and why it's important and relevant to evaluation on a particular car. This car has um, not a COA, but a Porsche production specification um, form. Uh, so it doesn't confirm that the engine number or that the transmission number are correct to this car. Uh, but this car's just sitting at 10 grand JP and it, in the photos, it looks really nice. Aren't those the gas burner wheels that are made of magnesium and worth $10,000 all by themselves? Why is this thing sitting at such a reasonable or maybe even kind of ridiculously inexpensive, the dash, the interior, everything on this car looks good. And 10 grand seems like a steal. I feel like I'm looking at a 30 or $40,000 car and we still have four hours to go. Talk to me, JP, what's going on here? What well, am I, missing? I mean, yeah, I mean, the hellhole, I haven't seen the pictures of the hellhole just yet. Um, but, you know, those are not the gas burners, by the way. Those are the four-spoke oh. Fuchs. Um, four-spoke uh, Fuchs. Which are Fuck. worth something, but not nearly as much as those rare five-lug uh, five gas burners. They have the four-lug uh, gas burners, which really aren't worth much. But the five-lug ones are the ones that are, are, worth, that are worth all the money. Yeah. Is there a picture of the hellhole in here? Because the hellhole is, okay, here we go. Um, the picture of the battery. Yeah. So here. Here's where the hell hole is typically where this yep. battery tends to leak along the sidewall in here and rust out the frame underneath. 
Yeah, from the top, it looks like it's in pretty nice shape. Uh, right? I don't know if there's That's any what I'm folks. saying. I mean, like the whole engine bay looks remarkably clean. Like I'm telling you, man. Of, like, yeah, what the heck is going on? Um, I mean, the engine looks good. I mean, the 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 CV the boots are uh, intact, and the the heat exchangers look like they're all intact, and the everything. Wow, this looks really good underneath. Yeah, there's okay that. That looks what like the at, coating there. I'm yeah. not. Inter- I don't think that's like really. B- yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look at the rails. Everything's solid on this car. I'm yeah, that does seem so odd it that it's sitting so low. It doesn't make sense to me that this is so inexpensive. So yeah. obviously a repaint at some point. Not a big surprise sure. there. I mean, it's an old car. Uh, yeah. The 1.7s are not super popular because they're downright gutless um but you can have so much fun with one of these matthew white we're bringing him up again uh you know he's lent me his 1.7 and he's really done a lot of work to his mega oh, squirt and all this is stuff. great but yeah yeah we drove up the coast uh last summer from la all the way up to seattle up the coast dodging uh, fires yeah yeah to see mr deeb there and his lovely wife and all the pups uh and i was driving a 997 and i never really got away from him i mean it was That's just like crazy huh? he's just ripping it along yeah, I, this yeah. is a great that's car. that's a good driver. He yeah. is. He's a far better driver than me, but that's not saying much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, where do you think this is going to land? Because it does seem to be sitting at a very low number, but BAT has late-stage rallies right. when it comes so to JP, Porsches. JP, if I said 22000 bucks, I feel like I'm selling this car short. Because, again, what I'm looking at here, I would think, like if I had that car in that condition while I was selling classics at Godden, I'd list it for forty grand or forty-five, and try to get any offer over thirty for it to to make it work. Um, but at twenty-two, I, I'm I'm feel like I'm betting the auction action and not the platform or the car itself. So I'm going to change my bid and just trust that the BA2 community will come out of the woodwork. And even at an undersell, I think thirty thousand dollars is within reason. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should go to twenty-seven, but I. I I feel like I would pay 30 grand for that car and know that I have a nice one. I, I would, what do they call it, JP? The type four motor is the two liter. Is that right? Well, they're all type fours because they're flat. So the, the, the type fours, ones yeah. are, look like a Volkswagen beetle engine. It's got the big shroud. Whereas the, yeah. the, 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 the type fours are basically a big box. The same thing that's in like a, a van again or something like that. Right. So, um, yeah. so they're this, all, they're I, all anyway. type fours. Yeah. I would think, uh, uh, It'd be fun, even if you spent thirty grand on this car. It'd be fun to go get a two liter, punch yeah. it out, and do some high compression pistons, and maybe uh, get a couple of hot carburetors to throw on there, and and squeeze one hundred five hundred horsepower, and then have a real runner. And would you be at like thirty eight thousand dollars? I mean, my goodness, it just mm-hmm. seems like a real looker for the money, even at my price. And I just don't think my price is high for what I'm seeing. But I, I'm not the nine fifteen guy, JP. What do you? Mm. Yeah, what was your number? Thirty. 30 yeah i mean no way it's a one seven i mean maybe look the world is so weird right now with the way porsches are valued at but i mean this is a fifteen thousand dollar car and it's on bat and so it'll bring a little bit more money i don't even think it breaks 20 but i'm gonna say 20 really uh, just because uh just because you went so high and i need to close up the spread um 914 oh, i can go back to 22 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, if I I think the the Porsche dealership type of thing, you I, I could see going to a Porsche dealership and seeing them put forty thousand on this to go, and every Absolutely. person walking through the door would be going, "Oh, stupid Porsche dealers!" I mean, that's why that's why yeah. dealers yeah. have such a bad name is because they would get a car like this and put forty on it. I mean, that's and come everybody, on, man. Everybody, everybody hates me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's like car go dealership find prices. one. Yeah, yeah. I, they're all well, over the place. I mean, you get a two liter. If it were a two liter then we'd be talking um right. but a one so the seven... motor so the motor that's what i'm trying to flush out so the motor yeah. is holding it back that 0.3 of a liter makes that big a difference this car what makes 65 and the two liter makes 85 yeah, horsepower the one I mean, sevens are pretty anemic. they're the one yeah. sevens are really anemic uh and the but, two liters just have so much more torque but yeah and what does a two liter block cost forty five hundred dollars i mean yeah, right you could yeah you can I'm easily swap t- the like, who now. cares yeah. yeah swap the motor uh, this ah. is a project. I bet you and I, it would take mm-hmm. us the entire weekend, but I bet you and I could draw <laughs> a later. I bet we could yeah. figure it out with two videos. Awesome set of tools. I bet we could do it. <laughs> I like on the older ones. I like on the, in the 71s where the passenger seat is basically integrated into the back wall where only the driver's yeah. seat moves forward and back. So that's kind of fun on yeah, the 71 yeah. and older ones. Um, and no, there's no center console. I like how clean. I mean, this one's got the great, you know, carpet kit, and it just, yeah, it does look really nice. And yeah. and it's 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 Deeb and JP approved. It's got a dashboard that's not cracked up. So that alone that's is exactly worth, right. uh, you know, an extra ten grand right there. Uh, yep. Yeah, means a typo, and I'd go wider wheels, of course, because I'm an idiot. But I, yeah, I like this car, and I don't want a four cylinder driving fourteen. But man, I, if somebody told me, Michael, this is thirty, and you can have it, I'd be like. Okay, uh, but I'm a sucker. You know, I'm a laydown. I was well, you know, our, our, friend, uh, <laughs> our friend, our uh, friend Ben, the uh, yeah. professor, could wipe our butts all over the Angels Crest in his one seven nine fourteen. Oh my so, god! And I don't think his is making sixty five horsepower. I've listened to it run. His car struggles. It's all about the momentum. The most yeah. important nut is the one behind the wheel. And Ben can drive. <laughs> as much as we love Weitzel and even Rami, who's a nut job, yeah. uh, the professor is a sneaky expert driver. Yes, I mean, his, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, he's a ninja. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> like, this one uh, goes to 11. Uh, I think totally. it's a great car, yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't think it's worth that much. Um, unless right. 914, if, if it does get anywhere near 30, it's time to start really getting 914s. Um, but I think I feel like that time is now. I mean, we just had the the 50th anniversary for the 914 last year, and Mikey yeah. Hashtag's got himself some anniversary floor mats. Uh, they are enjoying their moment is happening. It's all around us. I'm surprised that this price is down, but if it's a reflection of the particular motor that this one was built with, so mm. be it. But what I'm looking at as far as condition, you'd be it'd be almost impossible to replicate with any other motor uh, for the price that I think my bid is at. So I'm going to defend my bid and go down with the ship. Uh, or this thing makes it to twenty five thousand one hundred, and I am going to tease you all through next tomorrow's show. I'll take so it. We'll go like that. I'll yeah, take it. I'd go. like to see it, you know, be worth that much, but uh, don't I, think it's going to be. All right, guys, there it is. Another episode of Bid Nerd, your most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids and Bring a Trailer and all the popular automotive enthusiast auction sites. We make predictions every single day of the week, Monday through Friday during uh, about the nine o'clock-ish hour when we get up. And uh, it's that specific time for you East Coasters, so it's a little later for you. Uh, Have a lunch break and listen to the Bid Nerds. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Hit subscribe, likes, uh, let everybody know that the show's happening. And Michael Deeb, uh, you know, tell everybody that uh, you're coming to cars and 
and Cafe. So that's all Absolutely. the more reason you can meet both bid nerds at Cars and Cafe. Yes, yeah. yes. Come out and uh, we'll uh, autograph your wife's chest. So with us, with a sharpie, just like uh, Talladega Nights. Wow, <laughs> that's some Wonder Bread. All right, that's, uh, uh, that's yeah. uh, shaping up to be a really interesting show. Shake and bake. Yeah. Bring, All uh, right, you guys. See you tomorrow for a Friday edition. We might have a guest tomorrow. I'm working on that, Woo-hoo. and uh, hang tight. It'll be a surprise in the morning. See you tomorrow, guys. Get those Thanks, birds.